Hi, I'm Mike, and you are listening to Real Things That Really Matter. Our heart in this show is to open up the floor to conversation about topics in the Bible and Christianity that may be hard to understand, and to see them from different perspectives. I know that we don't always agree on some things, but we feel that we should be able to ask questions and listen to each other as we walk through this life following Jesus. So, sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy as we venture into another conversation on real things that really matter. Well, hello, Matt. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm doing just great. Great. I've got... A lot of coffee in me today. Good. Feel good. You a big coffee drinker, are I you? I love coffee. Okay. Coffee's a good thing. I'm glad God created coffee beans. <laughs> it's amazing. Right? Right? <laughs> I think a lot of people would agree with you. Sure. Coffee is is God's gift to mankind. You make good coffee. Oh, thanks. I'm like the church barista. Hey, church barista, <laughs> what should we talk about today? Well, we're going to go to an email uh, we've decided and, and tackle another question that a listener has written to us. Um, so we're going to see if we can do this justice and, and back it up with some scriptures. So Matt, would you do the honors of reading the question this listener has written to us? Sure. will. here it is. What happens if I love God and try really hard to be close to God, but I am always sinning and doing things I shouldn't be doing. Will I go to hell if I can't get it right? Hmm. You know, that is probably a more common question than a lot of us realize. And I'd, I'd almost venture to say that even as a believer and a churchgoer, we ask ourselves that question <laughs> in our own heads, whether subconsciously or that's the I'm never going to be good enough um, judgmental voice we hear in our heads. Right. And if you feel like you have a habitual sin that's that's drawing you into sin, to shame and to guilt, then you need to call it out and you need to tackle it. Right. So there's, there's a few aspects I think to this question. And the first, are you addicted to a particular type of sin? Is that the one you're talking about? Or is it just sinning in general? I I don't know. Right. And, and I kind of want to address the very beginning. And so, uh, can you read the first part of that question again, just Uh, so that I make sure that I get this right? What happens if I love God and I try really hard to be close to God, but I am always sinning and doing things I shouldn't be doing? Okay, so the first part is what happens if I love God? And and I just want to put this out there um, just so that we're clear on the foundation of this conversation is you're saved when you make Jesus your Savior. So when I believe in my heart, when I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, and I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, as Romans says, you will be saved. Correct. And so Jesus, as my salvation, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus. Right. And so Jesus is the foundation for this love of God. And and that is the foundational truth that we have to base this entire conversation on, is that I have accepted Jesus as my Savior that he is the Lord of my life and that I am truly um, desiring to follow him. And I'm not just saying that I love God. And so 
I'm not saying that this listener is saying that. I'm just saying that this is the foundation for this conversation. Right. You've accepted God as your savior and you have a relationship with him. That is the foundation. So we'll start there. Okay. And now you have a habitual sinning problem that you feel guilty about. And I can't seem to get over it. Right. Or it you're, just, it just you're is either sinning in general with various types of sin or you're sinning habitually with the same type of sin. Right. And you can't seem to overcome it. Is he, is, is like, is he going to just cast me out? Is he going to say enough is enough? Well, am I going to hell? Like, I just can't seem to get it right. Um, and it's a good question. I, and it's, then you have to ask, do most Christians sin every day? Right. And how much do they sin? And I, is that normal? And I would say that, um, that we're not ever going to be perfect. <laughs> not on earth. Right. Right. And thinking that you are perfect is, in, is in of itself probably a sin. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's pride. Yeah. There I think you go. that's pride. There you go. So if you think you're perfect, um, you're probably doing something wrong. We need to talk. (laughs) 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 Let me, let me clue you in. You're not, you're not. Yeah. Uh, we're not, we're not perfect. We're not going to be, uh, we're not going to get it completely right here on this earth. And that's why God sent his son. That's why Jesus came to pay the price for the sin that we could never overcome on our own. We can't. And we, that, and that's, this is where I'm going to get into my own personal struggle with this is I always had the mindset of I'm never going to be good enough. I'm always screwing it up. I can't fix the right things. I always am letting God down. Uh, I, I might as well just give up, right? That's that's a, a dangerous place to get to. Right. It's pointless to walk this, walk this trail yeah. that God has set forth for me. I can't do it. I can't. I'm never going to be good enough. Well, How do you and you, me you to... can't do it on your own. Right. You're, but, but the good news is God is with you. And so Jesus died and rose again, and he sent us the Holy Spirit in right. order to live in us and empower us and give us the strength to live in this world in a different way, to have the conviction and the teaching and the power and the boldness of Jesus himself. I mean, this is this is how we do life differently as followers of Jesus. Does that mean we're perfect? No, no, <laughs> no. I still haven't reached perfection. And Just you ask won't. my wife. And you won't until <laughs> my you, kids until we're face to face with Him. Right. When we when we get through this this trial, when we get through this life, uh, and we reach the other side, when we reach heaven, when we reach the reward of eternity with him, that's perfection. Okay. So how do I get there? Well, am I going to get there if I keep screwing it up? Okay. So let's go back to this question that the actual, the, the listener had. Yes. So what do they do if they feel like they're overcome with this sinful behavior and they can't get through it and they're like plagued by it? Right. Whether it be a particular sin or just various ones. Yeah. And so they're analyzing their beat. They're analyzing their life and they're saying, man, you, you sin a lot. Don't do it. Don't, I'm not going to do that today. I'm not going to do that today. Right. And 10 minutes later I, I did it. Oh, well I failed. And then I'm covered in guilt and shame because I couldn't, I couldn't live up to what I just said I was going to do. And I let God down. Right. Okay. So what would you, how would you combat this if you were that person? Here's how I have combated this in my own life. Because the reason I say that is it's been a real issue in my own, still is. 
I still have those days where I say, well, I'm just not going to do this or I'm going to do this better or I'm going to whatever. And I end up failing what I have set out to succeed. And here's why I think I fail is because what was the first word I used in that sentence? I, I, I'm going to do this. I'm focusing only on the issue or the sin or the problem or the habit or whatever it is that is bothering me. I have a conviction about it. And so there's something obviously that I need to do, but here's what I do. I am going to fix this. I am going to stop. I am going to do better. And, and I never do. I always fail. I've always failed when I take that approach. Um, now, Here's my, my personal way of combating that. I focus on Jesus. Right. That sounds like a Sunday school answer, but it's not. Yeah, and I think there's things that you can do. You can say, you know, if you're, if you're feeling like you're sinning a lot, you're, you might be under spiritual attack. And it's what do you do? Get back to the basics. Get on your knees. Fast. Pray. Uh, spend more time in God's word. Um, turn off all your electronic devices. <laughs> that may be a big one. Yeah. Close the door to your bedroom, get on your knees and fall on your face and pray yeah. and just spend some time in silence before the Lord. The relationship aspect of being a follower of Christ is something that a lot of us don't give enough credit to. Um, because in the relationship is where we hear the truth about who we are in him. And, and what does the Bible say about who we are as followers of Christ? What were adopted sons and daughters into the heirhood of Jesus in his reign in heaven? I mean, as, as sons and, and, and so if we look at it as a son of the king, you are granted, you're an heir of everything he owns, Right. Correct. That's what that means. And so when we look at that as you're a son or daughter of the king, you are sharing as an heir, as Jesus is, everything God has, which means that he looks at me the way that Jesus is. Right. Through he, Jesus. Right. We are, we are made pure by the blood of Jesus. And God looks, as a, looks at us, as hard as this is to believe, as innocent. And pure. that's that's where the relationship part is important because I'm sure as a listener you may have heard people tell you that before right. but you're like I absolutely don't feel that. Here's yeah. what I feel. I feel like I'm scum. I feel like I'm lower than dirt. Yeah. I feel like I never get it right. I'm just a screw up. I'm 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 I might as well he's going to throw me out. Okay, let me ask you this then. So, if we look at ourselves like God looks at us and then we look at ourselves as perfect, then isn't that pride? I think it can become that as well. And that's, right. so I mean, how, it seems like a double, it, it seems does. like it, you're a double edged sword. It's like, what do you do? Right. Oh, I'm just perfect. And so that's Well, I'm where, just looking at myself the way God looks at me and he says, I'm covered in, in his son's blood. And so I am perfect. I can do whatever I want. I mean, even in, in What's Romans, a healthy way to look at yourself, Mike? Spiritually, what's a healthy way to look at yourself? I mean, it's like not as a failure, as as God's child. So I believe this is again, this is my own opinion. It's it's understanding who I am. Okay. That I am forgiven, that I am redeemed, 
that I am a son of God, the Most High, who wants to have a relationship with me. He wants to give me all of the good things that he has. And, and he's given me an example to follow. And he's opened the door to a relationship that's real through the Holy Spirit. And so it's, it's about a relationship and not necessarily just how I think. It's having the time that I spend uh, in listening to the voice of God, in reading through the scriptures and understanding who Jesus is, what he's done, the story of the entire redemption process. Uh, it's, it's being involved with other believers and being, in the, as Proverbs says, iron sharpens iron. We talk about our testimonies and who God is in our lives and what he's done. And, and you know, in those conversations, we hear from God through the other person. There's all of these things that happen in order to cast out the lies that Satan throws at me that says, you're not good enough. You might as well just keep doing it because you're never going to be perfect. And God is going to throw you away because you're never going to get it right. Yeah. And, but it's a constant battle with, with the, the evil one with, with Satan himself Yeah, because he, he wants you to be of the world and he wants to, he wants you to, he wants you to forget about God and handle everything yourself. Right. And the, the, yeah, I am the pride. The pride absolutely is what is what makes us fall. I can do this. So he constantly attacks our mind and he wants us to feel a negative way about ourselves and look at us like we, and, and tell ourselves that we are scum. I think so. I think that's the, the beginning of all temptation is obviously it's in the mind. Yeah. Because it begins with a thought. How did, how did, here's the, how did Satan convince Eve to eat the fruit? He tricked her. Yeah. It was deception. He deceived her and caused her to doubt God. Right. He misconstrued words that God said. He took a little bit of it, the truth and made it a lie. Right. So can you imagine that thought process that was going on in her head? Like, well, you know. Technically, God uh, did say did that. God, yeah. yeah. He said part of that. Did he? Yeah. Well, and what if he just didn't tell me that part? What if, what if he actually wanted me to figure that out? What if right. he wanted me to figure out how to become wiser? And, and, and so it created this thing in her mind before she reached out and grabbed the fruit and ate it. Okay, so there's people out there that are grabbing that fruit and eating it all the time. Right. And they feel really bad about it. And I think you had a good I think you had a good point. Sometimes if there's some habitual thing that you can't get over, there is some spiritual oppression that's happening. Uh, you may need to seek out somebody to pray over you and 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 give you the the anointing and, and all of these things. Call like, it out by name and yeah, cast, cast it down it to it hell out. in Jesus' name. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's also the um, the process that in habitual things that we do, we, we rewire mm-hmm. our minds and our DNA. I mean, okay. it changes the makeup of our bodies depending on the habitualness of whatever it is. Let's let's have an example. Like, say someone's addicted to alcohol, or someone's addicted to pornography, or someone's addicted to drugs, and they're a believer, and they just they're having this problem with it. Right? They, they need to they need to get help and they overcome absolutely this. Absolutely need help because yes. it's not just something I can say. Just stop it. Very, you know, I've seen in a very rare occasions uh, in my own personal sphere of influence of somebody that's just 
instantly freed from something. Um, I can personally say that there was a moment in my life where God said, uh, you're done with that and you need to just throw it away. Uh, I had, a, I did, I had a, an issue with pornography and pornographic magazines. And there was a moment in my life where I remember, uh, God saying, okay, you're done. This one's over. Go throw them away. And I did. And I never picked them back up. Wow. That must've been liberating. But guess what? I what? wasn't freed from alcohol or cigarettes in the same way. Okay. So it was almost, you know, there's these, these moments in people's lives where I know that they are freed from certain things just because of the grace and mercy of God. But it's not everything, and there is a process that we have to go through. And it's hard because we don't realize how much we've changed the right. makeup of our, of our minds, the thought patterns that we go through, the way our, our brains fire. And, and there is a, a process and a struggle that will happen to get over that. When you, that's, and yeah. Okay, well, maybe that's what Paul was talking about when he said this thorn in my flesh that keeps tormenting me. Yeah, we don't know. We what don't that know is. what that was. Yeah, but I mean, it could have been this sin that he couldn't get over. Could have been that sin was, that he couldn't get over because he also has the verse that says, you know, I know what uh, the things that I want to do I don't do, and the things that I don't want to do I do because of the sinfulness inside me. Right, I just, it's not I me that's doing it; it's up. the sin. Yeah, and that's and this sin has got this power over me. Right, and, and that's this, Paul saying that. Right, and he's got a lot on the ball. He wrote, whatever, two-thirds of the New Testament. Planted a whole bunch of churches, traveled all over, you know, the regions, and and it ultimately gave his life for, uh, as a martyr, to proclaim the gospel to Caesar. Right, and he still fell far short, so... Right. But he also writes, you know, it's not... Uh, in Romans, he writes, well, should we continue to sin so that grace may abound? He says, no, absolutely not. It's not... Right. It's not that I want to continue to sin, but when I can't, it's, it's a process. Here's the deal. It's a process. I don't usually get to just shut it off one day and say I'm done. I, like I said, every once in a while, sometimes we're by the grace and mercy of God. Yes. But sometimes it doesn't work that way. Right. Most times, most times it doesn't. it doesn't work that way. Right. But God has the power to shut it off like that. And then that one particular instance he did for you. And I think that's amazing. Right. And so what happens when he doesn't? And that's the thing. When and I then, keep screwing up, and in Paul's is case, God going to throw me away? Is he going yeah. to put me in hell? Is he going to say, well, you never got over this. So, well, you didn't do good enough. Right. And that's what Paul said. He's like, you know, he won't, he won't, I've asked him three times to take this thorn out of, out of my side, out of this, my flesh away from me. And he said, no, because you'll get too prideful and cocky if I do so. But and wait, what's the end of that verse? What is sufficient? My, his grace. Yeah. God God's says grace. my grace, God's grace is yes. sufficient for you. Right. So the, the biggest thing that I've realized in my own life is that I can't focus on the thing that is my problem, is my downfall, is my thorn, as it were. I can't focus 100% on that. I'm not saying that we ignore it. I'm not saying that. And in my life, I haven't. There's been things that I have overcome. But when I made that the focus, I would never get over it because I would, I would do this thing in my head where I'd say, I need to stop this. 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 Oh, I just did it. Guess why? Because it's the only thing I'm thinking about. Right. It's like, I'm not going to think about pink elephants. I'm not gonna, I, can, I can't think of anything but, right. but pink elephants. Right. Yeah. 
Because that's what I'm thinking about. Even if I'm putting the word don't before <laughs> right? it, yeah. I'm still only thinking about this. I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to swear. I'm not going to look at a dirty magazine. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to. It doesn't matter if I'm saying I'm not going to. I'm still thinking about that thing. Put a good thing in there instead, like, so, like Jesus. Jesus. Think about him. There's the relationship. I'm going to bring all of my crap. I'm going to bring all of my junk to the cross. To him. Right. I'm going to go to him and say, I'm not, I can't fix this. Yes. Here's who I am. Here's me. I can't, I lay it all down. I make come these to sinful you. thoughts obey you. Let me, let me know who you are. I want to know you. And that's, what's changed my life is saying, I can come to you. Here's my junk. You're still working in my life. Even though I'm not perfect, you're still moving in my life. Even though I haven't got over X, Y, and Z, I'm not using it as an excuse to say that I don't have to address these things, but I'm saying I need to focus on him above all else. And all the things from the world that I've picked up are beginning to fall away piece by piece. He's perfecting me in this life. He's beginning, and I'm not saying making me perfect. Perfecting is an entire, it's sanctification. The process of becoming more and more like Christ Daily, yearly, monthly, all of these, it's a process until the unification of uh, being face-to-face with him in heaven. Right. You have to take up your cross every day and follow him. Yeah. The focus should be my relationship with Jesus is more important than anything else. That's who I'm focused on. That's who I'm talking to. And it's the way you look at it. It's like you're not taking up your sin and following him. Lay your sin down. Take up your cross and follow him. Right. Paul says in, in, or the writer of Hebrews, sorry, not Paul, but the writer of Hebrews says, you know, let us cast off all the things that are hindering us to run the race well. Well, in order to cast them off, I have to put them at the right place. And that's the cross where Jesus said, give me your stuff. Give me your sin. He doesn't, he doesn't force us into anything. He doesn't force us to change anything in our lives. He doesn't, he doesn't demand these things, he says, come give them to me. Let me help you. Right. So don't spend more time with your sin and worrying about your sin. Spend more time with Jesus. Yeah. The and more those I focus, things will take care of themselves. That's, that's how I see it. That's I think that's a great way to look at it. And I think that's, that's biblically accurate also. Yeah. And that's, that's just really how it's affected in my life is the more I focused on Jesus, the more I've chased after him and the knowledge of him and the relationship with him and and just and just dived into that, other things have fallen away. Right. And they, they don't become the focus and Christ becomes your focus. Right. And and in the process, I'm still screwing up, but I'm working towards giving these things up or casting them off right. or or lessening or whatever. It's a process. I'm not ignoring those, but I'm not focusing on it either. Right, focusing focus- on Christ. I'm too busy focusing on Jesus to worry about my sin. Right, and the more I focus on Him, and the closer I become to Him, uh, the those less things those be- things they become an afterthought. Yeah, yeah they're sure. not as jarring in my mind as they were right. when I was only focusing on the pink elephant. Right. <laughs> Forget about the pink elephant. Focus on Jesus, and the pink elephant will go away. Right, and so, or at least know, be lessened. And there, and there's the other thing. What do I do? What happens if I never get it right? I, well, I don't know that you ever do. I mean, you'll, you'll never be in this life. You'll never be perfect. Right. 
at least you won't, I don't know that you can live a perfect day. I don't know that you can go one day without doing one thing wrong. Maybe right. you can. Maybe. M- maybe if you're like, even if you're in a coma, you might have an unconscious <laughs> impure thought. <laughs> no, I just shouldn't have thought that. Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't know just because of the, the makings of our mind and the way it is. Well, that's the thing. I, so let's let's go with that, with the makings of my mind and the way that it fires. Um, and, and depending on the situation of who you are and what it is that you're trying to overcome, there is physical things that we do to ourselves when we are, when we're making those bad choices. Yeah. And man, the stuff that's out there is destructive. It is so, so destructive. And, you know, the struggle is once we've destroyed the areas of our bodies in some of those areas, how do I stop it? Right. And do you, and you can have this, all this guilt. You can say, well, I've done, I've screwed up so bad that there's no, there's no way back. And I feel like I can't go back. Right. Or I can't, and that's I can't a lie. stop these, I can't stop these cravings. I can't stop these thoughts. I can't right? stop. Like, you can, you, you can bring them to Jesus and he can stop them. You, you bring can, him to Jesus. You maybe not be able to, but he can. And that's, and that's the process of letting him renew your mind. And that's Romans 12 too. be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And it's, again, it's a process. It's a lifetime of bringing your life to Jesus and focusing on the relationship just as Mary did in, in the teaching, in, when Mary and Martha in, in, in the Bible, she sat at Jesus' feet. She right. picked the better thing. She was more interested in what he could teach her and being in his presence than doing things. And that's how our, that's, that's what I believe our mindset should be. Jesus says she chose the better thing. The better thing is to be taught by Jesus, to be in his presence, to just be present with him and let that be your drive in life. Yeah. And that's, that's the best advice you can give. Now, doing it. That's another thing. <laughs> Putting it in practice, that's another thing, too. That's the other process. But that does answer the question, I think, or hopefully for this reader. Yes, I hope that does answer that question for this listener. Um, I believe that just keep walking towards Jesus. Keep developing that relationship with him. Keep bringing everything that you are into his presence. And, you know, it says perfect love casts out all fear. The light will shine in the darkness and make the darkness light. I mean, these are the promises of coming into contact with Jesus. And so just keep going towards him. Unplug, meditate, spend time in his word. Fast, maybe, you know, I think fasting is a spiritual discipline that we often ignore. Absolutely. Connect with somebody that, um, maybe a little bit more mature in their walk with Christ and, and bring them beside you and, and let them be a mentor of sorts. Um, somebody that can encourage you, somebody that can lift you up when the voice of condemnation in your head gets too loud. Yeah. Pray to God, ask him, what should I do? Listen. Listen. Yeah. He'll probably tell you the answer. But here's the thing. If you've given your life to Christ, if he is your Lord and Savior, you are his. He is walking with you. And and his grace is sufficient. And just the fact that you're actually concerned about these things means you're on the right track in my book. Yeah. I, 
I would think that's that's a good. That you're actually worried about this, and you're saying I sin too much. I need to do something about it. That's a good place to start. That yeah. you actually, or it's a lot better than say, well, yeah, I sin all the time. So what? Right. I don't care. Might as well just go to hell in a handbasket. Yeah, that doesn't matter. My sin doesn't really matter. No, the sin does matter to you because you're asking the question. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'd encourage you to read through the Gospels about all the disciples. You know, my favorite is Peter. How bad Peter screwed up. How bad Peter, uh, I mean, he betrayed Jesus, and yet Jesus restored him into the right standing that that God had called him to be in. Jesus right. didn't condemn. He didn't say, guess what? That was too much. Oh, no, no. He showed love, showed grace, encouraged, guided, corrected, all of the things in love. When you know Jesus and he is your savior, he's not going to kick you off the, the boat. That's right. I hope that answered your question. Uh, that was a good talk. I enjoyed that. Thank yeah, you, Mike. I really appreciate listeners. Uh, thank you, Matt. I appreciate you. You're welcome. When the listeners write into us and ask us these questions, it gives us some uh, topics for discussion. I encourage more and more emails to come in. Please, you can get us on the email. You can get us on our Facebook page, Mike Matt Real Things. Uh, it's on Facebook. Get a get a hold of us. Give us some more topics. We love to hear from you. God bless you guys. God bless. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that you have been challenged to study God's word to find out what it says and to build on what you believe. Our heart is to help create a desire in you to draw closer to Jesus. If you would like to contact us with questions or comments, email us at mikematrealthings at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform to stay in the know of what we are doing. Again, thanks for joining us today. May God bless you and keep you. See you next time.